previously on Kamos, uh, you all, after three or I think four episodes, managed to make your way out of the kobold den. Uh, a lot had happened in there. For, uh, when you were going in there for Lena Umbrellis, you were tasked with destroying uh, pretty much any sort of herb you came across that the kobolds were uh, growing and otherwise peddling as they were posing a danger to the residents of Maginox. Uh, however, as you delved further into the kobold caves, you got wrapped up in all of their various drama as well. Uh, after slaughtering many kobolds, hello, Tabby, and also uh, rescuing the lovely Grabella, who has joined your party. Uh, oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay, you, you gotta, you gotta, like, choose. You can't do it in the middle of the recap. Yeah, you're gonna commit? Okay, literally, I'm, I'm recapping. Okay. Anyway, after rescuing the wonderful Grabella, uh, you discovered also the kobolds had very curious drug-sniffing pigs who were able to dig up the grave root uh, that they find here and there. Um, after, well, charming and, uh, oh god, allowing some pigs to take a wonderful nap in your Autolux, well, it's not Autolux Resilient Sphere, it's Lehman's Tiny Hut. Uh, after allowing the pigs to take a nap in your tiny hut, they became fast friends with Tugum. Uh, Grabella, however, after activating one of her aberrant dragon marks, uh, made the pigs very uneasy, and they soon began to cower around Tugum in fear. Uh, as we had Tugum out for a couple episodes, the other kobolds that were left alive seemed to hold a mysterious secret. They had a magical cauldron in their possession. Uh, how they got it is unknown, but inside this cauldron seemed to be permanent bubbling lava. Upon further questioning, these kobolds let you know that the lava actually contained the slowly regenerating heart of a dragon, uh, their once revered lord. After some, uh, after discovering that Duke Talus was also experimenting on this heart, you took it upon yourselves to cleanse it of its various maladies. Whatever corruption and taint had uh, pervaded its core was now gone. Or so you thought. But anyway, with that in mind, the kobolds were now had a, a very strange change of heart. And seeing Grabella's dragon mark soon uh, egged her on to consume the heart and gain the power of their former lord. So they would have an active, a new and active lord to help protect them and guide them. And do whatever, well, kobolds do. Worship, grovel, cower, and beg. And so Grabella ate the heart. Uh, amongst, well, a couple things Grabella gained. One, serious indigestion. Two, dragon's breath. Three, resistance to fire. And four, uh, the strange and sudden ability to speak draconic. And now the once... Uh, cause kind of normal kobolds had a strange switch in demeanor that almost became fanatical as they began worshipping Grabella as their newly born dragon lord. Uh, the kobolds 
starting to push Grabilla to start doing dragony things, like amass a horde or dominate humanoid species. You know, typical red dragon things. Uh, <laughs> and after, well, some discussion, uh, you did not slaughter the remaining kobolds. You now have some new thralls in your employ, and also you do have some remaining uh, blood fern that you did not burn within the caves. Uh, the kobolds are no longer peddling it to the drow that linger below, or Duke Talus. And now they will sell it on your behalf, if you wish them to do so. Uh, until then, Real raised some of their former kobold friends from the dead, and the remaining three kobolds then put these undead kobolds to work. Reduce, uh, reuse, recycle. You don't know what you will come back to eventually, uh, if you even decide to go back, Grabella. Your dragon horde does not need to be there. However, uh, even though, even if you do not return to your three kobold thralls, there is still that magical cauldron there, and that technically now belongs to you. You know, decisions, property rights. But with your uh, <clears throat> main task accomplished, as you have ceased the transfer of Graveroot and Bloodfern into Maginox, you returned for your just reward. Lena Umbrellas gifted you with some upgraded weapons and armor from, well, <clears throat> your own cache of money. It's like a, a mother giving you an allowance. And so, you all fell asleep in the ethereal realm, on once again on your spectral piles of money. Glittering gold, jewels and baubles. Paid for in blood. Uh, we will start uh, with a new quote-unquote morning. As once again there is no daylight in Maginox. Just merely ebbs and flows of different shades of darkness. Uh, Azrael's you do not need to sleep have had a very comfortable uh, rest in your golden sarcophagus. Oslo has been snoring loudly on his pile of gold, and even Grabella seems to be comfortable on the uh, slightly fur-covered pile of linens and fur. Uh, hopefully Tugum uh, is comfortable sleeping there on the floor. Many, many, many. Azrael, you uh, are the first to wake, and you hear the normal commotion around the inn in the bar. Patrons coming in for the early round of drinks. Or whatever these ghosts do in this strange establishment. Are you going to hang out in your sarcophagus until everybody else or everyone else wakes up? Um I think we were gonna go shopping. So let's say yes. Alright. As everybody begins to uh, wake up, your ghosts also begin to kind of prod you. You hear kind of a voice in the back of your heads, uh, especially Tugum and Kozlo, uh, as your ghosts are more more or less bound to your being. Good morning. <clears throat> Good morning. Uh, Beatrice is doing what would be akin to shaking your shoulder. Oh, thanks, I'm full. Oh. I don't want to buy a vacuum cleaner. Um, <clears throat> oh, wow. Who's... Five crates of dynamite is this? Huh? What? Oh, uh, just bolts up, right? <laughs> oh, yes, I knew that one would work. Okay, everybody is up and good. Okay, uh, Beatrice, uh, kind of floats out next to you. 
Good. Good. Good morning. Uh, there seems to be like a wispy blue tether that is connecting both you and Beatrice, Coslo. I've not seen this tether before. Uh, no. Beatrice has actually not separated herself from you, uh, in the ethereal realm before. She's been kind of a, okay. uh, spectral, almost armor encapsulating you, keeping you hale and whole in the spirit realm. She says, oh, don't, don't mind that. It's, uh, eh, you know, keeps you here. She shrugs. Is that an umbilical cord? Yeah. Did I just give birth to you? Oh, because I can kind of come and go as I please. That would be really awkward if, like, the baby could, like, go back in. For humans, of course. For us, it's kind of natural. We can just kind of leave a body and then come back in. Wait, ghost babies come out and go back in? No, human babies, they just come out. There's only, like, an out part. But they don't, like, go back in. I can go, like, in and out. So if it's an umbilical cord, then and then I'm... Am I the baby? Or what are we I don't here? I like analogy is really working. Are you my well. mom? Are you my mom? Which one of us is the mom? Beatrice scratches her head. I don't... We can both be moms. That sounds great. Okay, mom. Okay, mom. Bella slowly wakes up even more confused. Uh, the... She tilts her head. The, the specter kind of floats a little bit closer to Grabella and looks over at the top of you. Hello? Ah, Hi. Good. Good. Well, good morning. It's another great day in Maginox. She, uh, gives you a very toothy goblin smile. It's mostly points and gums. Uh, make me an insight check, Grabella. Oh boy. Not very insightful. <laughs> I have a minus one. Uh, she she pats you on the shoulder uh, and, and nods. Good, glad you're awake. Uh, she floats back over to Coslo. So, yeah, what, what are we doing? Uh, she seems to kind of be positioning herself between you and the door. So, what's on the schedule? Party guys, first. Vampire kill? Oh. Yeah, I guess that's a good idea. Oh, we don't do that here. She, like, points or pokes her fingertips together. We, we, we don't really eat here. You, any sustenance you gain here doesn't really transfer back over to your world. If you've got to eat to sustain your fleshy body, we gotta go back. Well, we have to go shopping, too, before we ambush Duke Talus. Oh, Duke Talus killing on the menu today. Well, <laughs> right. She, uh, uh, Azrael, now you can make me an insight check. Uh, Beatrice seems abnormally awkward. Um, like she knows some bad news that is going to be told to you that she knows and can't tell you. Uh, but you're about to find out. Okay, uh, well, uh, lead on, Beatrice. Great. Uh, hmm. uh, she floats around a little bit. And gets a little bit closer to uh, Grabella. One second, I do need to change one of my vision settings here. Oh, don't make light. Oh my fucking god. Apparently today, I cannot do anything correctly. Well, I will just hang out here with you all. <clears throat> because Lena will be here in just a little bit to discuss the new day. she bringing snacks? Um... Uh, I need a burrito! 
Uh, probably not. What? Is Can you put in an order, like a spectral order, before she gets here, like while she's traveling? Like, hey, bring some snacks. I, I can formulate perhaps something that even looks like whatever you like, uh, but it will not provide you any sustenance. Maybe you could go tell, um, what's her name in the bar, to go tell Cozy to prep some burritos. Oh, and we'll oh. be right over in a jiff. I mm, okay. I probably can. Well, I can't really go that that far mm, without Coslo. Turn it. Oh well, I suppose we'll all starve. Haha. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, she turns towards. Oops, sorry, I'm turning Grabella. Apologies. Uh, she turns towards the door, and uh, you you hear a knock at the door. Cluck cluck cluck. Knock, knock, knock. There, good knocking noise. Uh, Who is it? Uh, it's, it's Lena. Are you all awake? I've given you, um, well, what should be considered a standard amount of time to rest. Do you have a burrito? They, they said they don't do food. I'm not falling again for one of your burrito jokes. This is Coslo speaking. I'm sure it's fine. Please come in, Lena. And she opens the door to the vault. Oh, my, it's very... Dark in here. As the GM gives her actors some vision. <sighs> Much better. Oh, well, Beatrice, I wasn't expecting you. Out and about? Oh, yeah, I was... She kind of hides behind Coslo. Are we supposed to be seeing Lena right now? Oh, sorry. Boop. Oh, there we go. She was invisible. Apologies. Good morning, everyone. I hope everyone had a fine rest. How are you all doing this morning? Maybe we skip to the part where you share bad news with us. Uh, her face drops. She looks over at Beatrice. I said specifically not to say anything. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't. She cowers behind Coslo. With your face. What? Yeah, your she... face does look a little weird. What's going on? She frowns. Fine, I'll get right to the point. We have information about the location of Duke Talus. That's not the bad news. So... In order for me to uphold at least some part of my bargain, I will be able to uh, give you directions to his current place of residence. However, she holds up a finger, there is another complication. And Duke Taylor seems to have taken up residence. He uh, looks over at Beatrice, who cowers even more behind Coslo. Well, he seems to have taken up residence with uh, in an old lich's sanctum. And while that may not mean anything to you at the moment, it is complicated for myself and Beatrice to offer you any sort of guidance in your journey here. She uh, looks at the rest of you. With Duke Talus uh, hidden away in this sanctum, he doesn't have many of his undead cronies with him, as uh, you would once expect. Now, we have received bad news that Duke Talus is not only invested in necromancy, but is also a practitioner of some very forbidden soulcraft. And meaning that even Beatrice or any of our spiritual presences in you could be a detriment. So we will not be able to join you as you exact your revenge. And for that, I do apologize. 
I, for one, would like to see Duke Talus taken care of. Swiftly. And so we can end this little drama with him. She, uh, she uh, seems hesitant and looks over at one side of the room. Does it look like she's looking at anything in particular? Yeah, which direction is she looking at? <laughs> uh, she's looking towards at least the pile of money, um, but it doesn't look like she's looking at anything in particular. <laughs> Jesus Is there something on my face? Oh, um... What you looking at? What you looking at? Why are you looking over here? Why are you looking at her? What you looking at? What you looking at? As you do, I have something on my face. Well, you're kind of all ethereal and ectoplasmy, but that's just your whole face. No, she's just looking at me. I'm, 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 I'm confused. Well, she won't be <laughs> looking through you. You are a little translucent. Lena clears her throat. Well, without burdening you further. Sorry, one second. I have to look at my. So now that you've stopped the flow of drugs going um, from Duke Talus into his partner's hands, uh, we were able to discover at least what he was doing with them. And he was using a lot of these drugs to kidnap people of Maginox. What we thought he was doing was selling some of their parts and organs for money. What we now believe him to be doing is actually far worse. I know you want Duke Talus dead, and I can spare you the gory details. But I assure you, what he has been doing has been a very, very detrimental to the people of Maginox and my house. Uh, she looks very tiredly at all of you. Forgive me if I've not been entirely forthcoming with you. I'm sorry, was there a follow-up thought to that? Or was that the end of your sentence? Um, she... She seems actually significantly troubled today. So how do we kill Duke Talus? Well, Duke He's a vampire. He nods. And no doubt he will have at least his two Minotaur cronies with him, which gave you a little bit of trouble last time. Hopefully with the weapons and armor that we have equipped you with, you'll be able to uh, handle them this time. However, oh. if something may happen that uh, <clears throat> you may meet your untimely end, as mentioned, we will not be able to accompany you if such a tragic event occurs once more. Maybe I should have asked for a helmet. Lena, Lena chuckles. Uh, may I share something with you briefly before you all head out? Dookie. If you see any living people that Duke Talus still has in his clutches, I will ask of you to bring them safely back to Maginox. And if you do, for each person you bring back safely, I will reward you once more. She gestures to the room around her. Duke Talus' death, well, while a reward in itself, she, she nods. Ah, we will relinquish the entire contents of this chest here, she points. There's a significant amount of weapons in that chest. And you should be able to not only outfit yourselves completely, but sell the rest for money. So, you mentioned that you needed to purchase things. She smiles. What kind of things are you looking for? The mundane or the magic? Well, do we know... Does Duke Talus have any weaknesses that we could exploit? Well, as a vampire, he will be weak to things like the light of the sun. Or 
water blessed by the light. Oh, that light Magrinox should make that real easy. Yes. Oh. Practitioners of the light and the casting of sunlight in, in itself in Maginox is a, well, a crime punishable by death. But if we're in some place outside of Maginox, it would be fine? She nods. As long as you're outside the city. Which is where Duke Talus is, presumably. She nods. He would be fair game where he's at right now. And now, as for your mercantile needs, these things can be arranged. What did you have in mind? She tilts her head at everybody who's, hello, party? What do you need? What do you buy? And what do you sell it? I don't actually remember what we were going to buy. I just remembered that we had a bunch of gold. Hazard doesn't like really have any gold, so I don't <laughs> know. I just know Tugum wanted to go shopping, so. Somebody was probably shopping. I was like, yeah, I could spend some money on some stuff. Well, if it's uh, things you require in order to confront Duke Talus, may I suggest that you bring some uh, potions along with you to soothe the soul, of course. Oh, those would be useful. Then I don't have to heal any of you. If you have money, we do have the means to uh, get these back to Coz or excuse me, Kozlo's den. We just can't give them to you here either. What are we supposed to do with these things that you gave us a little while ago? Nazriel pulls out the resonant gem. Ah, well, those things can also be used for special magical uh, activities, such as combining the magical resonance from multiple weapons or armor together. Have you accumulated many magical goods in your travels? Not really, actually. And then perhaps... There's that, there's that stick that you got that you can beat things with, Kozlo. It's true! Oh, may I... May I give you a brief demonstration? Kozlo pulls out the silver Morningstar plus one and hands it to her. She hefts it. Oh, why? Now, with this item's magical innate properties, also considering it's made of silver, clever artisans can extract either the material that it's made of or its magical property and add it to something else. Using the power of this resonant gem, they coax it out like a song. And then using elemental power and a little bit of... Uh, arcane know-how, they can fashion up magical items for you that are even more powerful than the previous. However, there is a price for all of these things. Generally, the item that it's being moved to must be of a particular quality. Also, the resonance of inside the gem that Azrael has is lost in the process. But you could combine, let's say, the magical properties of this, she hefts the morning star, uh, with, say, she points at your rod, rod of Retribution, that, and perhaps make a Silver Rod of Retribution plus one, or perhaps a Silver Morning Star of Retribution. Yeah, that would actually be more accurate. Ooh. And so you would combine the various properties of things. Is that something you would be interested in? Uh, she looks at Jess Kozolo. Yeah, sorry, I was thinking. I mean, I really don't have a use for this thing anyway at the moment. Uh... He, like, pulls out his, uh, the rod that he turned into his arcane fire. Hey, do anything with this? With that? Oh, absolutely. Why? She looks at you. You, you're an artificer. You even understand the basics of this thing. You put things together and take things apart. Resonancy is like that. You could even do it with your, well, with your arcane vote. 
And you could combine its various powers. An arcane focus of retribution, perhaps? She laughs. Well, does Grabella need anything to hit something over the head with? The mace as it is might be good for that already. The resonant gems are few and far between. And however, uh, if you do find the right enchanter, uh, if you have Borean shards with certain elemental properties, you can even fuse new ones onto your weapons and armor. Have you come across any Borean shards in your travels? Oh, you mean like this? Azra pulls out the necromantic one. Ooh, Lena makes a face. Oh, ah, yes, exactly like that. Oh, that's dreadful. Oh, also this one. They'll pull out the rainbow one. She blinks at that one. Now that is a prize. She points at the rainbow one. With that, you could potentially make any sort of shard with the right, well, she gestures broadly. The area has to have be suffused with enough resonance in order to be channeled into the crystal. There are other things that can aid in this channeling process, but eventually the crystal will absorb the, mo the strongest ambient energy of the area. For example, if you place it near lava, it may be suffused with the elemental property of fire. And thus, you could take that property and add it to a weapon or armor, perhaps. You can get very creative with these things. I've even heard tell of, well, people consuming small rainbow shards in order for uh, certain necromantic magics to be uh, suffused into them. She shudders. Do you have a vision? Or perhaps, well, a weakness in your current roster? You could bolster up your defenses, perhaps. What, what do you need? What are you guys lacking? You guys are awfully quiet today, so I'm, I'm gonna. I yes, need I some more. I need. I need some more from you guys. Please help <laughs> me. I feel like I'm. I've been talking literally this whole time. Yeah, yeah so I'm. I'm, I'm kind of confused at what to do. So sure. <laughs> so so um, the next thing on your. Um, so the next thing on your list is killing Duke Talus. Um, right now, Lena is just kind of going over like, "Hey, do you guys need any potions? Do you need any um, like?" And here's what you can do with your Borean shard. So you can. Um, Take a look at all of the, the magical items and shit that you've gotten kind of as a group and say if, like, Tugum's got his bracers of archery and you want to put that of archery, like, on something else or swap it over, um, you can do that now. But right now you're kind of in your prep phase where you're about to go, like, raid Duke Talus's dungeon and Lena will uh, bring you potions. Bring uh, She will sell you potions. Uh, she can potentially uh, combine your like Borean shard stuff. And then she's telling you uh, a little bit about the properties of the uh, the rainbow shards, which you can use to further like enchant your own weapons and armor. So if you wanted to do that, that would be some sort of uh, like a side quest. But otherwise, if you wanted like, say with Azrael's uh, necromantic uh, gem, you could do something akin to like life stealing on a weapon or um, uh, th things like that. So you can get creative with uh, how you want to... Sorry, I have a fat cat. Uh, how you want to gussy up your weapons and armor. It's a little bit of, like, customization, if you wish. But if you want to just go after Duke Talus now and start crawling the dungeon, by by all means, you may. I would like to buy potions. Uh, yeah, I... Oh, oh go ahead. Sorry, um, Lena also seems very uh, hesitant to uh, give you the full rundown on 
what exactly is in this lich's lair, aside from the fact that ghosts can't go there. Um, but she seems very hesitant to give you further details on that. So you can press her further if you wish. So um, I definitely have a few bits of housekeeping that I need to do for prep anyway. Um, I need to... Uh, I have a couple of new infusions that I got that I haven't had a chance to do yet. Which, but we just finished a long rest, so I should be able to do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you wanted to buy some uh, potions? Yeah. All right. I was also, <laughs> so making sure I understand this whole thing. We have this like rod of retribution that I don't think anybody is using at the moment. Is that right? Uh, I think you have it. Who has it in their inventory? Somebody has it. It may have just gone into the party inventory. Yeah, it's just in the party inventory. Magical rod with runes. So could I turn that into my arcane firearm? Uh, you can. Um, that would, it would be an arcane firearm of retribution. Um, you can, you can absolutely do that. It would consume your, uh, rainbow shard. Wait, why would it consume the shard if I turn it into my arcane firearm? That's just something that I do at the end of a long rest. Oh, sorry. I, I thought you wanted to um, combine the, the magical properties of your firearm and the rod of retribution. Okay, so let me, let me finish my thought. Um, sure. So what I'm thinking at the moment is, like, I currently have just a boring-ass rod that I turned into my arcane firearm. So what I was thinking was I could just ditch that one entirely inscribe the runes onto the rod of retribution turn that into my arcane firearm and then still be able to like merge the mace or something into it so that it becomes a arcane firearm plus one of retribution or something oh yeah 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 you could do that for sure okay i would like to do that then all right we'll call out little cause <laughs> and go. sorry buddy just dismissed him he just like the parts that were surrounding the gem just sort of clatter to the ground as the homunculus ceases to exist the last breath of little cause <laughs> as he is summoned and disassembled for parts and then i would need the so i need making sure i understand correctly i need to use the gem the resonant gem to make the new arcane firearm of retribution merge with the mace of the silver mace plus one so that it becomes an arcane firearm of retribution plus one a silver correct? a silver arcane firearm of retribution plus one yes that is oh correct God, there's so many words okay. <laughs> i'd like to do that all right uh Kazo <clears throat> just starts smashing things together in the corner uh, lena will help you out um pointing out a little bit about the uh, the spirit craft side of things as you are hammering things together in the ethereal realm um, <clears throat> and with your artificery and Lena's guidance you smash these things together and create your oh my okay I'm gonna type this up. okay so it's gonna be a rod of okay I, I gotta put this rod of retribution just make sure uh, that's not in anybody else's inventory because I'm about to drop it in yours it's in the party inventory. I'll remove it. Okay. And I will uh, edit this. I think the rod actually went to Grabella last session. Oh. I, did, I saw it. there was a copy of it in the party inventory there. Oh, I 
I don't remember that, but that works. I don't. Let's see. Silver. Gr Grabella, I feel like, is in this weird position where she's like newer and doesn't want to take anything or know everything going on. Um, I'm bad at potions, so I will need help <laughs> what I should take. <laughs> Let's see. Silver uh, Arcane. Okay. Silver Arcane Focus of Retribution plus one. Enter. That'd be arcane firearm, not arcane focus. Oh, sorry, arcane firearm. My bad. Yeah, because that's how I get the one d eight extra damage. Right. Equipment type. Um. So sh should this be a weapon? Uh. Yeah. So I basically I hold on to it whenever I'm casting artificer spells and kind of use it to channel those spells in some way or other. It's okay. a little bit confusing because our artificer spells are kind of tinkering and the arcane firearm says that you cast spells through it which is i haven't really figured out how that's supposed to work hmm. but like like just flavor wise how that's supposed to work but as long as i'm holding on to it then my understanding is now i not only get to add the 1d8 extra damage but i also have plus one on my ranged spell attacks uh and the the retribution part of it with the uh uh reaction that is correct is perfect so you get all of that also um anything that comes out of your firearm um will count as silver damage so that is very useful against things like uh shapeshifters all right i'm gonna have to like figure out how to turn this thing into like a you know you remember those like 90s toys with the it was like a ball but there was like a big scoop thing that you used to chuck the ball halfway across the planet <laughs> yeah oh it'll, yeah it'll be like one of those that i'm chucking grenades from <laughs> yeah you are going to have to uh skin that how you like but yes any uh any shot that you make out of that uh your firearm will be counted as silver it is a plus one weapon uh, and you have the retribution property on it as well very good, Kozlo. You have uh, successfully combined your own very first amalgamation. It's beautiful. It should, it should be like a lacrosse, whatever those, that thing is called. The Like the net thing? Yeah, the net thing. What is that called? What is the lacrosse net called? Lacrosse net name. Here, hold on. I'm pretty sure it's just a lacrosse stick. Yeah, I guess it's just a stick. <laughs> what is the lacrosse net called? A cage. Wait, no, that's a goal. Yeah, that's uh, that's the goal. Hold on. It's literally just a lacrosse stick. Just called lacrosse stick. Oh, I'm well. sorry. There's not a, like a fancy name for it. <laughs> this Wikipedia says it can be called a cross. Oh, like with the e at the end. Very, yeah. very good. So I have one of those that I can throw grenades from, and so on. Now, that is silver, and <laughs> also if I take damage, I can reflect damage back, or not reflect damage, uh, do damage back. And explodes into silver shrapnel. This is the most artificer shit. It really <laughs> is. It really is. Um, as for potions, um, let me give you... Oh, Tabby, I love you, but you're very large, and you cannot be in front of my monitor. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like Breath of Wild. Look like what I made. It's just... What is it? What does it do? Oh, Coslo, that's... a thing. Yeah! Yeah, I'm gonna throw bombs with it! Oh. Oh. That. Big ones! I would say that makes sense, but. 
your intelligence is so far beyond mine. Look, 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 look. He like points to one end of it where there's just like a little version of his face that he's like made look like a pommel. Your arms come from your face? <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's a much better idea than what I had pictured in my head. So the like, <laughs> the like net part of the lacrosse stick is just like Coslo with a big grin. And he throws the bombs out of his mouth. I want to imagine, though, that Asriel said that. And Kaz was like, wait, no, wait. Uh, hang on a second. Just, yeah, like, yeah. pop the pieces off and switched it around. And he, like, rips it apart, <laughs> puts it back together so it's got his face on it. It's very good, Brandy. All right. Uh, as for potions, uh, Lena has a limited supply of immediately available potions for purchase. Uh, you can purchase from her the following. Potion of healing is 50 gold. It will, that will heal 2d4 plus 2 hit points. So you can look at your, your pocketbooks <clears throat> and see how much uh, how many you would like. Uh, she has potions of greater healing available. And these heal 4d4 plus 4 hit points. And they are 150 gold. Uh, she also has one more curious potion, um, which she has picked up along the way. Uh, she has one potion of gaseous form. Uh, that is available for 300 gold. That sounds like a Cosler thing, honestly. Uh, how many potions would you like to purchase? Uh, we'll start well, I... with uh, Azrael. How many would you like to buy? I'll take two of the larger ones and two of the smaller ones. That would be perfect. All right, so two of the larger ones will be 300, and two of the smaller ones will be 100. So that'll be 400 gold. Okay, minus 400. And I will put these in your inventory. So potion of healing. And we're going to do two of these. And then we have potion of greater healing. Oops. Potion of... Hello, greater healing. There you are. And two of those. Fantastic. Those are now in your inventory, Asriel. Oh, thank you very much. It's a little strange. You rewarding us with gold and then us immediately giving you that gold back. Mm, like, hey. <laughs> I, I believe that's called commerce. She smiles. You're still well, profitable by a hundred gold, I believe. I don't really care about these things. I was just noting. Agrabella, would you like any potions as well? Uh, How much I gold do you have? I don't, I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it was like, I don't... 500 last I'm sorry, session. I'm sorry, I'm back. Somebody was dropping off stuff for me that was really important. That's okay. Um, so you, at least, from last session, uh, have 500 gold. I have more than that. I have some plat platinum. Uh, right now, it looks like you just had a flat 100 gold in your inventory, so I'm going to just change that to 600. It says okay. one platinum piece. You got one one platinum piece? Yeah, you got one platinum piece. Platinum's only worth 10 gold, two gum. <laughs> Is it? Oh, I thought yeah, it was 100. You're broke. Uh, so, actually, if everybody wants to uh, make sure your inventory is updated with your current gold amount, you do have 500 gold from last session, so don't forget. Don't lose it. So I hope Tugum has more than one platinum piece to his name, or else uh, he Why, will like, not there be there was gold from, like, some other stuff we've done? Yeah, that is not my anything. job to keep track of it, but <laughs> I put it in there, and then you changed the whole system over, and it didn't save. It does save. Uh, hold on. Look. Kozlo is fucking rich right now. Now. I was gonna I say, keep... like, Kozlo and Tugum, you guys got a shitload out of our first dungeon run, like, right? a I thousand gold I... each, at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I spent a lot of that on paying random people at Kozlo's Den. That is also then, true. 
but then I'm pretty sure Kozlo kept all of the 1300 gold that we had that I found just rooting around and shit in the Cobalt uh, layer also. So the, the first session, um, let's see, where you found the dust. You also found 13, let's see, up to 1300 gold. Yeah, which I think Kozlo just still has. Let's see. Yeah, I'll make it super simple. Azrael didn't take any of the gold and fucked Rion. So that 1300 gold was the same time that we got the Rod of Retribution, I think. Yep, and um, so that was in the there was another den. 200 gold in the um, in the cache under the, um, the kobold thing. So out of the kobold den, you got a total of 1500 gold. And then when you came back, you got another 500 gold. So that was like... Uh, each. Well, sorry. It was a uh, 1500 gold from the kobold tent den, and I don't know how you guys split that up. And then you guys got 500 gold each from um, Lena. Oh, sorry. I put the 1300 gold that you found in the party stash. So 1300 gold is in like the shared stash. So if you got the other 200, that then that's what you're sitting on. So if you yeah, guys so want to like divvy that up, because that's your job, <laughs> do it. Or, or like we just, or we just buy a bunch of potions for everybody. Or you just buy a bunch of potions. Party stash, and you just hang on to the what you already have in your inventory. That's mm-hmm. fine too. That would be preferable. Grabella yeah. doesn't know how to money or math. She just does what people will tell her when it comes to that. <laughs> okay, well, Grabella at least has her five hundred gold, or like from the quest for or last. Yeah, time, Grabella so. has six hundred yeah. gold. Uh, cool. So she has six hundred gold total. Two gum uh, looks like it has five hundred gold and one platinum. And Kozlo, wow, okay, Kozlo's loaded. <laughs> so, okay, let's just do this then. Let's just do two healing and two greater healing for everybody, for the other three, and that'll be 1,200 gold out of the party stash, and the party stash will have 100 left, and then you guys can buy whatever else you want with your personal funds. Do you want that to do that? Sounds good. All right. And then Azrael will just shell it out herself, or themselves. So uh, I will add the potions to your inventory. I don't believe you can add potions yourself. Okay, I don't know how much potions cost. Uh, they're taking it out of the the party stash, so okay, you, okay. you don't have to pay for anything. Yep. Okay, so if everybody's going to get else, Yeah, if you want anything else, pay for it yourself, uh, like Azriel did. Can I see what the merchant has for sale? Uh, yeah, I um, so she has potions of healing, potions of greater healing, and one potion of gaseous form, which is 300 gold. Oh, I just realized the party stash actually has like a money section in it, too. We can move the remaining 100 gold there. Yep. I don't know what this party stash you're talking about is. I'm just keeping the pinned post up to date. Yeah, the so there's a, a party oh, stash you... in-game. Um, yeah, oh. if you open your uh, character sheet, there's a party inventory button on the upper right. The, uh, the button the also right. exists um, oh. in uh, in the game under token controls. Oh. It's the gem button. Wait, sorry, it's not the gem button. It's the, um, fucking the one with three people. Party inventory. It's got like three little token icons. Did you find it? Uh, I did find it. Yeah. This is interesting. Okay. All right. So I'm going to drop all these potions uh, in your inventories. Ezreal, since you already bought two and two, is that going to give you two more of each? No, no, no. That's just for the other three. Okay. Okay. That should be 400 gold each. That's 1,200 total. All right. So let's do it. Potion of healing. I'm adding Grabella's. So she's going to have two. And then potion of greater healing. Two of those. Very good. Grabella's all set. It looks like Tugum already has a potion of superior healing, so you can never uh, have enough potion of healing. Two of those. And potion of greater healing. Always needed. Uh, Azrael does. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Tugum, if you wanted to know what the potion 
of gaseous form does. Um, if you wanted to consider purchasing it, let me know. I Did would we ever to. figure yeah. out what the pearl was? Uh, the pearl is a pearl of power. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was the thing that Azrael can use to get a, yes, a spell yes, yes. slot right. back. I'm a little slow today. <laughs> Let's go potion up here. I'm doing Kozlo's real quick. Kozlo's got two. And potion upgrade for two. All right. So the potions are all set up for everybody. So as for the oh. potion of gaseous form, uh, when you drink this potion, you gain the effect of gaseous form for an hour. It does not require concentration. Um, so gaseous form, uh, you can, you basically fly around. Here, hold on, I'll read the spell. That's a third level spell. You transform him, a willing creature you touch, so you, you, you would drink it, into a misty cloud. Um, in this form, your only method of movement is a flying speed of 10 feet. You can enter and occupy the space of another creature. You have resistance to non-magical damage, advantage on strength decks and con saving throws. You can pass through small holes, narrow openings, and cracks. Um, you can't fall and you hover in the air uh, even when you are stunned or incapacitated. Basically, you become, you become a fart. That's a Coslo thing, I'm telling you. He's no. a fart. I named, I named my... Um... My little banshee thing inside of me fart, so... <laughs> that also works. I, I, I will think Grabella's too big to be a fart. Grabella's more of a shark at that point, honestly. <laughs> uh, will Tugum purchase the potion of gaseous form? Tugum, Tugum will purchase the potion of gaseous form. Very good. Uh, Tugum, I'm going to take 300 gold out of your inventory. Goodbye, gold. Oops, and one potion. Let me potion. do these flaming Hot Cool Ranch Doritos. They're so good, but so spicy. How can they be both hot and cool? I don't understand. All right. They're Potion. seasoned with icy hot. Ew. Tiger balm Doritos. All right. Disgusting. But now you have a potion of gaseous form in your inventory. Uh, now that I have thoroughly taken everyone's money. I'm still loaded. Are you still loaded? Oh, yeah, you are yeah, still loaded. Because we, we paid from the the 1300 that was in the party stash for all the potions. So Kozlo is still just holding on to the same money that he had. Like, Kozlo got, like, a thousand plus gold just from our first dungeon crawl. Yeah, he was fucking money-grubbing like a motherfucker. <laughs> you guys were fighting things while I was popping open chat. Yep. So, yeah. Like, what happens is, like, Kozlo's just gonna have to, like, you know, finance this whole this whole ordeal. Yeah. Kozlo essentially looks like a Diablo 3 goblin with just a giant sack <laughs> of treasure on his back. Just uh -huh. running around with gold falling out of his pockets. Just uh, one one point, uh, Christine. I don't know if this will really matter, but Azrael does have a diamond that we got uh, for the purposes of Revivify. It's not in her or in their forge uh, inventory. Uh, I can drop one. But in it's, there. I have it in the there game. You, go. you have it now. Cool. I put it under loot. Dick. Diamond. diamond. Uh, Lena, after giving you all of your uh, potions and cheering on Kozlo's combination of uh, his amazing arcane firearm. Um, she, she nods and says, well, I hope that is all that you will need to take care of Duke Talus. Uh, there is one other thing I wanted to mention before you all went off to deal with Duke Talus. She, uh, looks very pointedly at Tugum and Kozlo. For you both, since Duke Talus has been involved in soul crap, that is one of Possibly the most terrible things us umbrellas could ever fathom. We consider the soul to be, well, the sacred core of our being. 
and those that practice manipulation of it are not seen well in that. You too, both uh, still in ownership of your original souls. I don't wish to frighten you, but if grievous injury came to you at the hands of Duke Taylor, something possibly even worse than death would await you. And I- Are you gonna send us to Detroit? Poss possibly, Detroit? Possibly downtown Chicago. Oh God! I'd rather go to Chicago than Detroit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. uh, either way, it would be a long and very fragrant trip. Fragrant? Is this the Tenderloin? Or are we going to the Tenderloin? <laughs> oh, we don't send anyone to the mall. That's downtown San Francisco. Oh, God. <laughs> I've been to the Tenderloin. It's a shadowy place. <laughs> you must never go there, You must never go there, Coslo. <laughs> I felt a great worry come over me, as I know you are very insistent on taking on Duke Talus. And though we all know he was meddling in things like necromancy, I did not think him to be the kind to even stoop so low as to meddle in the art of the forbidden arts of soulcraft. If you wish at this time to part ways with the Umbralis, I would be understanding. But however, in good conscience, I could not allow you con to continue along your current path without knowing this, that there are fates past death and worse than death that could potentially await you at the hands of those that manipulate souls. Also just kind of blinks a bunch. Otherwise, you are free to blow him up and all of his creations with impunity. Yes, puppy. She looks over to Hazrael. If that is your wish. Yes, it is my wish. I feel like I've been pretty clear on this point. Yeah, he hasn't stopped talking. They haven't stopped talking about the puppy the whole time. Yeah, even I know about it. You should expect the disgusting bouts of necromancy, stitched flesh, and regurgitated beings uh, fresh from the earth. Hey. Lena makes a, a frowny face. Um, did I offend? Oh. Fish flash. I don't can. Well, she tilts her head at you. I wouldn't consider you stitched together like that. But forgive me if I caused offense. Well, we can't all be incorporeal like you. So, with that in mind, do you wish to continue along your current path? If you, if so, we will get started. Grabella's just looking at everybody else for an answer. Yeah, I guess so. And you, Tugum. Team's just standing there, like, bored, like, why Why is it that everybody was like, oh, you might die, oh, it's gonna be scary, like, yeah, this is what we do. Like, he's just, like, over the whole getting warned every time he, like, takes ten steps out of a safe spot. Is this what we do, though? I wouldn't say we've been terribly successful at any aspect of what we do. <laughs> when all of us get to, like, live forever, Asriel. Technically, I haven't lived forever. Already. Well, not all of us get 13 souls to have 13 lives to choose from when you give it time we want, Azrael. It's true. I don't know that that's exactly how it works, but that's okay. I don't know how exactly that works either, so I'm just making assumptions here. Neither do I. Uh, Beatrice next to Coslo lets out a sigh of relief. Ooh. Hey, I'm really glad you decided to go along with this. 
you're doing the right thing. Also, I get to watch you blow stuff up. Yay! Yeah! Ezreal gets really close to Beatrice as they're, like, facing back. But wait a minute, Beatrice, if you're going with us, doesn't that mean your soul is also potentially forfeit if Coslo dies? Uh, she pokes her head back out. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it would. What fun. It's okay, she's my mom! Lena what? looks between, uh, Coslo and Beatrice. We all have a stake in this, you see. So, it is not merely you. Putting your own lives on the line. Death has come for you once, Azrael. More than one. And be careful. Let's get out of this vault. Is this like where you guys are sleeping now? Yeah. It's where oh, we okay. slept last night. It is pretty comfy. A little furry, but comfy. You could bring the really cool sarcophagus somewhere else. You know, I was actually thinking about putting it in the main room. It is very impressive. But then again. Isn't it a bit much? Well, I don't really... I'm not really used to beds, so that's very ostentatious, and it's interesting. Hmm. I'll consider it. The Umbralis are not really known for flaunting their wealth around like some houses. She gives uh, a couple people the stink eyes. she's walking by them. Oh, there's little Kaz again. No! I took you apart for scrap! Little oh, Kaz, you're the... Oh. Puzzle, what do you need for a little cause? Like, it you literally just like a, gem, to be right? a gem, Yeah, I just was using the resonant gem. It we doesn't have, really do anything, but... We have this black onyx. You just want to make him again with a fucking black onyx? Yes. Yeah, okay. The black onyx is now a little cause. Lena points to this person here at the bar. This is Beacon. Uh, Beacon is a very fresh specter and has come to us as a result of, well, Duke Talus' meddlings. And thanks to uh, Eleanor in the corner, she gestures over to this woman here, in the very bottom right-hand corner. She found this, well, torn-apart wayward soul, and was able to begin proper ministrations in order to ensure that their memories remain intact. We were able to <coughs> get the location of Duke Talus from them. Uh, Beacon speaks in kind of halted, fragmented speech that comes in and out of reality. At Sometimes it's soft, and other times it is uh, exceptionally loud. It's almost like a flickering radio signal. I will show you. Are you off cool. for bed? Uh, Beacon just kind of floats there, uh, they're just kind of formless light in uh, that seems to be taking over some clothes. There is no body there. Thank you, Beacon. We don't think their name is actually Beacon. Perhaps they were a, a watcher or a guard at one point. They have memories of light and fire and also memories of pain. We try to alleviate them. Besides, it's been harder these days. Ever since the fall of House Lunesti, they were significantly better at this. You said House Lunesti was the owners of this thing you gave me? She, she nods. At one point, they were a house of healers, you could say. One with a coveted skill. Oh, gross. Healers. Never mind. Duke turns his head, like, cockeyed at Ezra, like, what you say about healers? They're gross. This is why you got 13 souls, because nobody wants to heal any of them. I'm so confused. 
Oh, and Grabella. Yeah. I, I won't forget the promise I made to you. We will help you find the memories of your ancestors, one way or another. Thank you. That would mean a lot. Many things get lost when you return. Sometimes they are found. We should discuss more when you return. All right, Beacon. Good luck. Follow me. Beacon uh, seems to inter- as, as you say that uh, to Grabella about losing stuff after time, Tube just starts to slowly sing. If you're lost, you can look and you will find me. Grabella, if you fall, I probably won't be able to catch you. Because I'm a big lady. Right, one moment, please. I am going to swap us to a different scene. Is there anything I need to do, like, itemize to note down the um, two infusions that I did also? Um, the boots in the ring. I don't know how to do it in game. Let me see. What are the boots called? Let me see if I can just add them to your inventory if they come up like that. So I'm just infusing my normal boots that I've been wearing um, with, uh, hold on. I have to look through the giant list of infusions again. Because I don't know if the infusion is something I can, like, drop into your character or if it's something we might have to track manually for now. You did it'll just do be, a bunch of custom stuff with that, too. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be called Boots of the Winding Path. Winding Path. Okay. And it does, I do have to attune to it. Spellcasting or whatever it's called. Spell Refueling Ring is the other one. Let's see. I don't need Spell Refueling. Yeah, those, I think those you'll have to track manually, unfortunately, because I don't have any sort of, uh... Um, like, oh, entry for those, sadly. Easy enough. One is a once-per-long-rest thing, and the other one is a once-per-turn. Alright, I'm going to swap us to another scene. Uh, here, I'm going to take a uh, quick three-minute break for a bio, and just to get everything set up. Uh, feel free and take three minutes, and I'll see you guys back here uh, very shortly. Right back. Okay, game plan, Azure. Don't get split in half by the giant minotaur. I will try. I have a lot more hit points this time, but you know, if you guys actually give me a minute. <laughs> well, Dreon's not here to not do that again, so. Yeah, that's fair. Is there something I need to not do? <laughs> so Tugum obviously like kicks back and starts going to this big fucking story mode of just like, yeah, so before we found you, we had this like cat guy. Fur everywhere, super annoying. Anyway, we're getting ready to fight Duke Talus, right? And he's just like, bam, I'm going to attack him from behind. Misses, like, like caresses his hair or something. Turns around, looks at Azrael, bow, right in the face. Split in half. Crazy. Should have been there. Oh, man. Well, technically, the giant minotaur skeleton is what split me in half. Not Dreon. His fur was nice to see, but no. Oh yeah, that was his pile of fur. That's true. He's good for them. Yeah, no, I'm gonna kind of smash him right in the face, kind of gal. You. Well, I'll heal you since Asher doesn't like healers. I can heal. I just feel like it's an admission of failure. Ugh, never tired of you, lady. <laughs> Maybe some people are just better than you, Asriel. Did you ever think about that? Well, I'm not usually the one begging to be healed, so you really do have to work on your, on your verbal attacks, Tugum. You don't want to make one of your 13 souls cry. Well, half of them already cry pretty regularly. Well, the other half are quite mad. So mad that their tears start welling up like they could cry? 
Potentially. They have a lot of repressed trauma, I assume. I don't really know. I don't ask. I'd have a lot of trauma if I had to be one of your souls, too. Well, I believe that's actually a prerequisite. I don't, jing I don't think generally well-adjusted souls become disembodied. Not true. Not true. Distant people get disembodied all the time by psychopaths. Yes. Wrong place, wrong time, man. But then they man, move sorry, on. Sorry, not man. It, thing, they. We are plural. What's up, Freya? I, you all can still hear me, right? Yes. He has the tendency to turn off shit on my <laughs> mixer. And also, to what you said earlier, uh, Drew, or a couple days ago, I should say, because Google hears everything that I do, I was scrolling Instagram and a bunch of D&D &D memes started popping up. Gotcha. The algorithm is struck again. It's just like when I when I when I talk about wanting to buy something, and then all of a sudden all I do is get ads for that one thing. Mm-hmm. Here's me playing D and D, and it's like, oh, you like D and D? Sneeze on my keyboard. Used to lacks permission to update at what? Oh, I've gotten like some of those like on Forge. I've gotten yeah, some of those just periodically. Like, it's like lacks permission to update actor, and then it gives me like a string of code or whatever. Okay, yeah, it doesn't really paused. do anything. Doesn't seem to do anything anyway. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. Alright, one moment please. Let's get some uh nice bangers going on in here. Alright. The mysterious floating specter, known as Beacon, leads you once again far outside of Maginox. This time to a different graveyard. This one being a, a little bit older. Definitely less taken care of. This type of graveyard has not seen care in quite some time. These bodies, long forgotten, under many, many years of decay and disuse. Many bodies forgotten to time. Beacon extends an arm and gestures to a central area. Underneath him, says quietly. Is that the thing he's pointing to? It is. Gr he seems to Bella puts to her hand on Tugum's shoulder because she can't see. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's dark as hell, Grabella, and you don't have night vision. Oh, you just have to ask, Grabella. Oh, sorry. Israel will use their eyes of night, and everybody has 300 foot dark vision. All right, let me uh, fix that for everybody. Uh, vision type. Oh, double set. Oh, don't crash. Come on, macro. Oh, macro. Are you not gonna work? No? Son of a bitch. I had a macro specifically for this, uh... Uh-oh. Oh no, now it broke everything. Okay, well, I'm gonna throw that in the corner. It was supposed to change people's vision automatically. It turns out it just doesn't work. 300 foot bright vision. Whoa! Uh, is it perfect dark vision? Like, is it, a uh... 300 foot bright or 300 foot dark? Uh, it's just 300 foot dark vision. It's not like witches. It's not like witch sight or whatever. I don't okay. think. Okay. Let me do. It's 300 dim. I'm fucking with Kozlo's sight right now. Ah, sorry, Kozlo. Oh my god, I'm <laughs> seeing things. I can see clearly now. The yeah, it should still be like it should still be like black and white. I think like just it's just extended range on the dark vision. Poor Grabella has none. All right, there you go, Grabella. You are now suffused with the eyes of night. Although you oh. cannot see color, uh, you can now see the dark shapes of things around you. Some old dilapidated gargoyles sitting on rotting statues. On a fence that has, well, more holes in it. Can it still be called a fence? Uh, straight ahead, there seems to be bits and pieces of crumbled wall around a 
central sarcophagus. The whole thing seems to be wreathed in thorns. So do we just, like, go up to the sarcophagus and hop in? Kazo, like, points towards this direction, noticing, especially with the new dark vision, like, there's a zombie. <clears throat> with your new eyes of night, Kazlo, your vision definitely sharpens on uh, a shuffling, desiccated figure in the distance. Uh, it does not seem to notice you. Can I do, uh, I guess, I don't know if it'd be perceptive to get an idea if there's a lot of rats in this graveyard, or like the amount of rats in the graveyard? Uh, you can make a perception check, absolutely. You suddenly well, become aware of every, every rat. Every rat. rat. Tugum will always roll natural 20s on stupid shit. <laughs> and I love um, <clears throat> Tugum, I was going to give you an amount of dice, depending on how well you rolled. Uh, since, like you, get all of them. since you crit, uh, please roll 2d12 for me. Uh, there are approximately 12 rats in your vicinity. Okay. Uh, if you roll, roll a d20 again, if you get a uh, 19 or 20, uh, one of them will be a giant rat. Sweat! Okay, one's a giant rat. He's Sweet. exceptionally fatter than the other rats. Alrighty. Pipes of the sewer is gonna finally make an appearance. Let's go, boys. Dang, oh, no. lady. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Oh, my God. I got an army of rats with a giant sergeant rat. Uh, Tugum, describe what you're doing to me. Please. Well, in the event, uh, in the event we encounter something, that we don't want to deal with. Uh, maybe even Duke Talus if there's rats around him. I don't know yet. But in this <laughs> graveyard, if we encounter something, I, with this pipe of the sewers that I got from uh, our little encounter with the were-rats earlier, will blow my pipe of the sewers to help us uh, c clean up and gnaw away at anything that we don't like. Okay, I'm going to read pipes of the sewers uh, once again. <clears throat> you must be proficient with wind instruments to use these pipes. Oh, how convenient. While you are attuned to the pipes, ordinary rats and giant rats are indifferent towards you and will not attack you unless you threaten or harm them. When you play the pipes as an action, you can use a bonus action to expend one to three charges, calling forth one swarm of rats with each expended charge, provided that enough rats are in half a mile of you to be called in this fashion. Okay. Uh, if there aren't... A okay, there are definitely enough rats to form a swarm. Uh... Old swarm. Okay. So you can have, uh, oh my god, that's gonna be so many rats. Uh, two, two swarms of rats, uh, plus a giant rat, if you use all three charges. Um, and then, yeah, you can sway them to do what you want. So you want to use all three charges and summon two swarms of rats and one giant rat? Not right now, but I just wanted to be, like, aware of the amount of rats near me before we encounter anything. Oh, absolutely. At least lurking in the corners of um, the graveyard. They have been munching on these old dry bones for quite some time. And these rats are very hungry, Dugum, and we'd be very eager to follow your commands. It's good to know. Just want to get a little base of my surroundings before we, you know, move forward. Right. Uh, Kozlo, Azrael, Tugum, and Grabella. Make me a perception check, please. Alright, Tugum with a 14, Azrael with a 21, Grabella, uh, with an 11, Kozlo with a 9. <laughs> uh, uh, so Kozlo seems to be focused on that zombie, kind of shuffling in the distance. 
Uh, Grabella, you're just kind of getting your bearings, really, but you do also spy another zombie to your northwest um, that is currently just kind of standing, has probably been standing there for years, covered in moss and debris, a thick layer of mud. Uh, Azrael, not only do you see, uh, well, at least this zombie up to the northeast, uh, you... <clears throat> can see the roots directly to your north. These sharp, sharp, barbed roots are writhing slightly. I think we have friends. Oh, I think it's grave root. Or whatever oh. the grave root becomes. The oh, corpse no. flower thingy? Whatever that was. Oh, that... I'm talking about the zombie. Oh, She starts yes. fucking quiet. <laughs> well, those two. Probably. Well, shall we? As we start yeah. to go, I become infatuated with, uh, Asriel learning to play the bagpipes, so I'm like, Asriel, play the bagpipes. Do it. Why would I do that? The song of your people. No, it's the song of your people. I just appropriated it. Damn! Oslo just kind of hesitantly starts inching towards the coffin, trying to see if there's other zombies around. Um, Coslo, the roots there are writhing. They will probably eat you. Okay, let's not touch that then! There's a soft plant-like shuffling sound as the roots seem to twitch as Coslo was uh, as Coslo gets closer. Well, gotta clear that out. Maybe if we just light it up, light it on fire from a ways. Yeah, I think that's probably gonna piss off those zombies though. So we probably need to be ready for that. Uh, Bella gets out her cloak. Can Azrael insight? the the writhing roots to try and figure out like what it actually is yeah absolutely um, Azrael, with your insight check uh these definitely look like very very these actually do look like grave roots um but they look a little bit more advanced these do have barbs on it while the grave roots that you found in the cobalt den did not so these are <clears throat> at least like you mentioned whatever the grave roots eventually grow into uh, however, this one appears to be very old, as it has many roots that have sprouted out of the ground. This only occurs when it has uh, run out of things underground to eat. So it's really big, probably. It's probably very large. Uh, and it probably is centralized underneath uh, the coffin in front of you. But most likely, it encapsulates this entire graveyard. Beacon, uh, are we supposed to go in the sarcophagus? You never really answered my question before. Yes, it's staring. Oh. I'm sorry, I was moving, Azrael. Uh, Beacon lifts a finger and points, uh, not to the coffin, but beyond it. The plant is beyond the coffin? Or the stairs are beyond the coffin? The stairs are... Under the coffin and protects it. Right. So we gotta get through the plant, pop open the coffin, go down the stairs. Beacon Sounds nods. Kozlo's like getting the lighters out. Do, do you know if the plant actually, as, does Azrael have any idea how these plants perceive? Uh, make me a nature check. Ooh, that's, uh, that's pretty good. I'll, I'll also just toss in. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? We'll toss it in there. God, trying to 
find everything. <clears throat> Where the shit is it? Um, as <laughs> no, knowledge from a past life. There we go. Someone in one of your past lives is definitely into botany. And if a, uh, if a corpse flower essentially takes root in a graveyard, uh, they have blind sight, depending on how large they are. As a base, uh, just from existing in the graveyard, they're 120 feet. So this one is probably already aware that your roots uh, most assuredly run underneath the dirt that you're walking on and will be able to sense your footsteps as you tread along. Okay, well, the corpse flower definitely knows we're here. It will definitely try to murder us. I can try going gaseous form and get through them to the backside and see if I can bring them from somewhere else. Why don't I just light them on fire? I like that idea too, though. That's my main Yeah, idea. I think lighting it on fire at this point is very, it's pretty valid. Yeah, we could just move fast. So, Grabella, maybe you can open the coffin and we can all just make a run for it. Yeah. I mean, uh, unless we just burn it all, then it's well, not there anymore, right? Well, it's a very large cause, though. It's, like, very, very large. Uh, both of the zombies that are in the corners to the, <clears throat> the northwest and the northeast are both looking at you. They, <clears throat> they're aware of your presence, but they have not moved in on you yet. Uh, Azrael and Grabello, this dis this um, is very strange behavior. And both of you as Reborn know that zombies, um, as mindless undead, they will charge towards the first source of fresh blood or brains they can see. They have no sense of control. This is, um, I think we need to move soon. These uh, zombies are a little not as zombie as they should be if you catch my drift. Oh, can we clear him out? Israel will take out the the Borean shard that was like a like a gate key or whatever in the last dungeon and just hold it aloft. Does anything react? Mm -hmm. The zombies or the vines? Step here, kind of out in front. All right. You take a step forward and hold that shard aloft. And green, necrotic light. Uh, I suggest you move away from your allies. Uh, begins to emanate from it. Oh. As I set the color to uh, green. Uh, <clears throat> the plant begins to wriggle a little bit more in response to this light. Uh, and both of the zombies kind of wave back and forth. They groan in raspy breaths. Uh, Azrael, make me an insight check, please. Uh, Azrael, from what you can see, that zombie uh, to your northeast is opening and closing its mouth as is if it's trying to say something but cannot. Hello over there. Would you be so kind as to help us uh, open the sarcophagus? We have business with Dutela. Uh, the zombie begins to rise out of the ground uh, very slowly. Almost like comically rising. But then you see that its feet that were on the ground are actually connected to more roots that seem to be pushing it up through the air. And you realize the zombie was not really a zombie the, the whole time, but oh merely a, some sort of corpse flower puppet. And now the zombie is currently about 15 feet or so in the air, suspended by roots coming from the ground. 
and it kind of wiggles itself back and forth like a almost like a fishing lure. Don't is that like a yes? That. Is that a yes or a no? Uh, it slaps its zombie tentacle towards you, Azrael. Almost like, like it's slapping the tape. Bits and pieces of the zombie go flying everywhere. Uh, it rises the other zombie now, again in a similar manner. Its legs actually just two roots extending into the zombie's body. <laughs> the zombie seems to rasp something in common about the light. Well, I have no idea. Do you guys want to try to open the sarcophagus or light everything on fire? Uh, I don't think the flower is going to do it for us. The zombie's arms uh, seem to outstretch towards you, Azrael, uh, its fingertips sprouting more thorned roots. No, this is this is our key. We need the key. You need to open the sarcophagus for us so we can return it to Duke Talis. Correct? Yes? Having a negotiation with a zombie-eating flower. You got this, Azrael. Don't let the flower give you any sh- It seems to want food. What do we have? Uh, its thorns, now that it understands your purpose, wrap tightly around the sarcophagus. I think we're gonna have to do fire and then get the heck in there. Uh, well, I can't say we didn't try. Yeah. As we all tuck the uh, shard back away. Do we have anything that plants eat? <gasps> well, this plant oh. eats bodies, so yes, yeah. we do have what it eats. But, but yeah, don't want to give that up. Should have brought some kobolds. Um, Azra, make me an insight hey, check. Those are my. That we killed and then resurrected. Yeah, and they're busy doing stuff. Uh, the, the corpse flower seems to want your light, Azra. Oh. Oh, it's photosynthesis. Who's it? What's it? Uh, uh, Tugum may be onto something. Okay, uh, well. The zombies' hands, both of them, seem to be outstretched towards Azrael. And not towards Grabella, who is closer, or even Kozlo, who is fleshier. Uh, Azrael <laughs> will kind of, like, stay where they are. Maybe take, like, a step over here. Oh, you want this, do you? Like Grabella, do you want to make a bead for the sarcophagus? And everybody get down? Now, continue my corpse flower negotiations. Make a what for the sarcophagus? Sorry, I didn't hear you. Do you want to try to open the sarcophagus? Sure. All there, focus on. Uh, I cannot see where the walls are or are not. So, <laughs> um, so there's a gap in the wall here, um, and you. So there's a wall in front of you here, and there's a wall over here, but there's a gap here, because um, the wall is like super dilapidated, and through that crack you can see a massive amount of roots that are currently encapsulating this sarcophagus. And uh, they seem to be actively, like, pulling around the sarcophagus very, very tightly. Uh, Grabella, in order to not step on the roots here, um, you are going to have to make me an acrobatics check. The first thing, you squeeze through the wall and crunch down upon a root. It makes a kind of a dry, crunching noise. Uh, and one of the roots wraps around your ankle. We should have started with the fire! <laughs> well, don't you have fire? I don't have a lot of fire. Do you want me to use my fire now or for when we see the big guy? Uh, the root wraps around your ankle and threatens to crawl up your leg. The thorns do not dig into your flesh as of yet. I don't think we got much time here. Do I have some sort of dragon power that I'm not 
seeing in my sheet or am I... Uh, you have under features, uh, you have dragon breath. Let's see, hold on, where'd it go? Where'd that restriction come from? Hold on, I deleted that. <clears throat> yeah, that restriction's still there as well. Uh, where did that go? I put that under okay. hands. <laughs> I put that under uh, your <coughs> in your character last session. Hang on. Okay, so I'm not... Uh, but you, have, you have dragon's breath as a dragonborn does. Okay, um, I don't. I just am not aware how many times I could use that because burning hands is one per rest. Uh, I believe it's once per long rest. Let me look. Let me yeah. just look up about dragonborn, and then I'll. I'll Bella's working went. on being more dragony, but she is still a baby dragon. Uh, you can't use it again until you complete a short or long rest. No. Uh, you can use your action to exhale destructive energy. Um, your let's see. The DC for this saving throw is 8, plus your con mod, plus your proficiency bonus. The creature takes 2d6 damage on a failed save and half on a successful one. Uh, let okay. me put up... I can actually just drop this breath weapon. I think I... I'm probably not going to use it now. I was just uh, more curious about it. I'm probably going to go with the sword burst. All right. Uh, Grabella, just to let you know, uh, this will place you in combat and end any negotiation that Azrael may be doing. You wish to do this? Uh, he hasn't given me any good options for not getting murdered by this root. So. Ah, fuck it. Hold on, I'm checking, checking, checking. Reading tooltips. Is there a way that I can minor illusion some of Azrael's light near a zombie? That's um, still not gonna help me. Uh, Just for the right. You can, but I'll let me have you make a wisdom saving throw for me real quick. Me? Yes. Uh, uh, Tugumet is more than likely not merely the light, but uh, the magical properties of the light this thing is interested in. So creating an illusion of the light will not replicate the magic that it produces. So it may not have the effect that you want. Uh, however, with that thought, Grabella uh, seems to explode into swords. Yep. Uh, one Holy moment, shit, please. You're a sword bomb. Yeah, yes. Sometimes! <laughs> Look, I don't know what else to do! We were supposed to set this on fire first! Oh, it's not too late. Well, now it is too late, because I'm in the- It's got a hold of my foot! I need everybody to roll initiative. Uh, Grabella, you will get uh, your sword burst as a surprise round. Yes, I was gonna say, I think I have those little bit late. Anyway. Uh, otherwise, we will roll initiative as normal. <laughs> I can't find it. Where, where is that roll? Uh, it's under utility. Oh, there we go. Oh. Oh god. Alright, Grabella. Well, it's a good thing I'm going first, because I'm not going first after that. I don't All think right. we've ever, like, rolled one, like, an initiative roll. Uh, yikes! Well, <laughs> I feel like that I have the point fifteen. Grabella, you activate your sword burst. <clears throat> uh, all other creatures within five feet of you must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 1d6 force damage. Uh, I will count this as being within uh, five feet of you. One moment, please. So, uh, dexterity saving throw. Here we go. Uh, he succeeds. Uh, so is that half damage? Uh, it looks or... like it is, uh, save or suck. So he actually takes no damage. Okay. You sweep out your blades through the roots and they kind of recoil. Uh, they are not restraining you any longer as they kind of suck back in under the sarcophagus. Okay, interesting. Think I scared him? Uh, Kozlo, you're up. The start of the round, uh, these zombies 
They both turn to look at whatever is going on inside the crumbling sarcophagus room. Uh, you see a flash of light very briefly as Gorbella summons her sword burst and misses. All right. I'm going to start by uh, creating my Eldritch Cannon, which I apparently did not reset the use on that when I had a long rest. It's okay. You can uh, set it to oh. uh, three out of three if you want. If it didn't recharge. I'm trying to figure out how to do that. Uh, let me see on your... Oh, there it is. Under your features. Hey, did you get it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that did not do what I expected mm. it to. I remember you set up one that let me place the... Oh, the... yeah. You just pulled that out of the uh, the actor's tab. Uh, which one did you want to summon? Oh, yeah. I'm summoning a flamethrower. Uh, yeah, there we go. There he is. There's the boy. I will spawn it in up over here. That's right, we have to make more TikTok jokes now. Here comes the boy! Here comes the boy! <laughs> Hello, boy! Welcome. And cone of fire. Oh, God, blast! Blast it. So that oh. is a DC 14 dexterity save. All right. Oops. That's not... No, no, uh, no! Oh, my God. Please delete. Hang on, my thing is hyper-bugging it. I'm gonna ignore that. Oh, I see the, the cone of cold. I also got rid of my combat tab. Well, technically it's a cone of fire, but yes. Oh, what's my DC? Your spell save. 14. Uh, he succeeds by two. Uh, he... Higher than that? Hmm? With your thingy? With your firearm and stuff? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess it's probably, if the plus one fire, I mean, that would make it a 15. Which Maybe if it has a 16, 15? It yeah. Yeah, so unfortunately he would beat you by one. <clears throat> okay, it still takes half damage. All right, roll damage for me. Um, and I don't think I can apply my 1d8 bonus to that because it's not me casting it, it's the flamethrower. That is correct. All right, you blast the zombie tentacle for 10 points of fire damage. Uh, the tentacle shrieks and lets out just a horrific noise. So it would be half because it's saved. There we go. Um, and I will incite that zombie. That's going to be the end of my turn, I think. But I will incite that zombie's health bar if I can. All right, go ahead. Oh, unfortunately, that is not high enough. A castle right. with that injure round. Yes. All right, next up, Grabella. Um, you hear a little bit to the north the shambling mound of the dried out corpse flower is coming back to life. Ah! Uh, I hear more plant stuff and it's not the stuff below me. You hear rustling as it begins to move very slowly, climbing itself into the space. The oh massive God. dried out flower, home to a harvest of skulls. This one, however, seems to be just merely one bud of the massive mound of the corpse flower that most assuredly is sleeping farther underground. Oh my god. Sh One moment, please. Five, ten, fifteen, uh, twenty. It's school. Actually, it squeezes right through here and begins to lash out with its thorns towards you, Grabella. Oh boy. Is a fifteen hit? Uh, nope, just misses. Alright. <clears throat> and again, it whips back around with the same tentacle, going back for a second attack. Does hit. Oh my god. The tentacle <clears throat> seems to slap you around, wrapping around your leg once again for 
uh, four bludgeoning damage. However, uh, for right now, you do not you do not have to take the sixteen poison damage. That will come later. But right now, you only take four bludgeoning damage, and you find uh, thick thorns are currently stuck within your skin. Grabella, if you do not take a bonus action to remove these thorns by the start of the corpse flower's next turn, you will take the poison damage. Okay. You're up. Yay. Uh, since I can't see shit, I'm gonna move 10 feet. Nope, sorry. Damn, I still can't see anything. It's, it's right in front of you. Are you sure? Mm -hmm. I can't yeah. see Grabella. Like, Grabella. Oh, oh, Grabella's, yeah, behind the wall. Yeah, I'm behind yeah. the wall. Alright, so I move 10 feet. I'm gonna cast. And Grabella looks slightly fucked up. I can't see, I can't see Grabella, so I need to move. Here. Uh, Grabella, also, you do notice that this corpse flower is putting off a horrible stench. Oh, I forgot I'm resistant to poison. I am going to cast Enhanced Ability on Grabella. As you peer at her through that tiny crack. I mean, do I need to move closer for me to do it? No, no, you're good. It's like, oh wait, it's touch. Uh, so you'd okay. have to put your hand through that crack and poke her. Slap my butt. <laughs> uh, which, which ability do you give her? Um, you guys can, you guys can also talk it out if you like. Okay, what do you, so it looks like constitution is what's been getting you. So probably give you that one, right? You want bear's endurance? It's do you, do only... you have any strength, do you have any strength checks? Uh, I, I'm pretty strong. What are you going to say, Ezra? Stren strength say is kind of my thing. <laughs> strength and health. I, yeah, I think it's only ability checks, too. So you'll want to specifically oh. focus on things that are ability checks that she might do. Like, athletics is an ability check. It's a strength abilities check. And, like, she can use that to, like, grapple or break grapples and things like that, as an example. Okay. Is that what you're... Th I mean... You have five seconds to choose. I guess I'm just going to give you... Uh, constitution, Three, then. Two... Con? Okay. Alright. Tugum, you infuse Grabella with this, uh, the endurance of a bear. Uh, Grabella, you gain 2d6 temporary hit points. Tugum, roll. Alright, you gain 11 nice. temporary hit points. Um, and then I moved whatever this is. 20 feet. I don't want to move again. I can't see anything else, so I'm just going to my turn there. Right. Next up, <clears throat> zombie tentacle begins to uh, burrow through the dirt and attempts to uh, slap itself down upon Azrael. This will count as a corpse flower attack and not an attack from the zombie. Azrael, does a 16 hit you? It does not. It flaps down again, body parts flying everywhere, the 15 also missing. Azrael, you're up. Uh, so Azrael is going to start by putting oh, the... Oh, uh, apologies. Azrael, at the start of your turn, uh, you have started within 10 feet of the corpse flower or one of its zombies. Make me a con saving throw. Nope. So there goes my turn. Never mind. Uh, wait, oh, I have are advantage in... against poison. I don't know if that counts. Uh, let me see. Is it constant? Are you immune to poison? Oh, yeah, you automatically succeed yes. on this. Yeah. Him, him and I are, because we're reborn. Are we... Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to breathe. You don't have to smell so, this. It's a reborn uh, thing. Yeah. You are immune to the stench of the corpse fly. Fancy pants. You may continue. Okay. I think we are going to start with our channel Divinity and Disco Light Show. Oh my god. I, I creeped my turn so hard. Oh my god. Uh, that's not. 
That's not on brand light. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Where's my disco light show? Quick question while you look at that. Is there Ooh. a difference between spellbook and features, really? Like, that's where I messed up, I guess. Uh, spellbook yeah. are actual spells that you know. Um, features are like class abilities. Or like racial abilities and stuff, too. Yeah. Asriel um, is going to tuck away the green or the, the necromantic gem. Okay. I'm going to kill that light. And is there action? Do I have any? Oh, hang on. I have to actually look at the other section to see. Do I have any bonus action? Give me sense here. No. Um, but so this thing is 15 feet up again. Right? Mm -hmm. Yep, he's 15 feet up in the air. So if Azrael steps back here. It's like it's like a, a whole tentacle from the ground. So it's it's basically 15 feet tall, but you could hit it right in front of you. Oh, okay. It's well, just I like... don't have anything to hit it with. So. Oh, okay. He's like a um, zombie totem. Fair. Nice. He's horrific. Uh, yeah, Azrael will step back here, and that will that will end their turn for now, and then they'll yeah. All right. Next up, uh, ten HP. Ten HP. Very. Good. Another zombie tentacle begins to burrow underneath the ground, and then reappearing next to Tugum tries to slap you once again. Or excuse me, for the first time. Does an 18 hit you? Uh, yes. Ignore the poison damage for now. Tugum, you are going to take five bludgeoning damage as the uh, roots thwap against your armor. Thick thorns embed themselves into your flesh. It asked me to roll a concentration check. All right, go ahead and roll it. Every time you take damage when you're concentrating on a spell, you do have to roll a concentration check. You succeed, so you're perfectly fine. And if you don't take these thorns out by the start of the corpse flowers next turn, uh, you will take 12 poison damage. Uh, one moment, please. And I'm assuming an 11 hits, or excuse me, misses your armor class. I can't talk, apparently. For me, yeah, 11 misses. All right, good. Grabella, you're up. It seems like the uh, the corpse flower's bulb is focused on you, while the zombies are currently focused on your friends outside. Right. When all else fails, what do we do? We read. Oh boy. Uh, and tap HP to him. And we're going to How read. How much do I get? Oh, 10. Mm-hmm. With this in play as well. All right, gain temp hit points equal to your con mod. She is in in the beginning of her rage. She is going to rip out what she can of the plant from her and turn extremely angry. Uh, so when you rage, rage is a bonus action. So you're actually mm -hmm. um, unless you just use your action um, to rip out the thorns. Is that what you do? Yes. Uh, then you will lose your rage because you haven't attacked a hostile creature. Okay. Uh, then maybe, maybe we, we go for attack instead of pulling it out. All in. I mean, you can leave them in there. Make Tugum pull them out. Jesus. <laughs> she, has, she has taken damage since her last turn. So technically her rage wouldn't expire this turn. It's uh, attack or taken damage since her last turn. Oh, that's that's true. That is true. Well, either way. We'll so you could angrily rip out. out those thorns, but then you wouldn't be able to take a full action because you'd spend your bonus action to rage. It would be action bonus action to rage, and then action ripping out the thorns because you can't take two bonus actions. Okay, we will grab the club out and go to hit in face. All right. I can't move though, right? Uh, no, you're good. 
You're not restrained. Uh, move her one step close. She is full on going in. <laughs> uh, the only thing is uh, you are on difficult terrain. Yeah. Holy shit, 23 hits. And that's a plus two to that for the rage. I'm sorry. All right, six base plus two for the rage. So eight bludgeoning damage. All right, Grabella, you begin to go to town, taking your club to the corpse flower. Uh, it makes a delightfully crunchy noise as you hit it. It's probably not healthy. You would assume plants would make it some sort of fleshy or squishy noise. This one crunches like a bag of leaves. Grabella's just raging at this point, so she's not even gonna... <laughs> she's gonna hope somebody else hears that. Uh, the thorns in your flesh. Oh, slow. You're up. Uh, I think Grabella has another attack still. Oh, shit. Do you have... No, wait. Yeah, she should have extra. Yeah, attack. you have two attacks? Yeah, you should. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Let's, Go ahead. let's... How feisty are we feeling? We're feeling very feisty. Uh, 15, however, misses. You swat yeah. off a dead piece of foliage. She leans in to try to attack it with her spikes. Misses. Continues to be angry. You get 12 temp HP if that's higher than what your temp HP already is. Yes. At the end of your turn. Uh, Grabella, does that end your round? Yes. All right. Top of the round, round two. Kozlo, you're up. Uh, the corpse flower and Grabella are having a heated argument in the <laughs> in the center of the room. Heated gamer moment. I will continue to heat <laughs> this moment by having the flamethrower step here and spray both of them oh. with a cone of fire. Okay. Very good. Ooh. Like so. Okay. Perfect. Holy shit, that's a good shot, actually. Oh! My positioning! Alright, I'll make <laughs> uh, a dexterity saving throw. Punished. Fails. Uh, and like the GM, I uh, did not see that coming. Do they, uh, does the zombie miss also? Uh, oh, he counts as the corpse flower. So they, oh, they both fail. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> so then the damage. Uh, four damage from the cannon. Alright, very good. And then Kozlo will step back over and let's see. It might be a little saucy. How, how saucy? Uh, no, never mind. I just learned that my firebolt actually does my, my cantrip firebolt does more total damage than Scorching Ray my level <laughs> 2 spell. <laughs> what? Because uh, at level 5 it went up to 2d10 damage and Scorching Ooh. Ray would be a total of... Oh, wait, no, it would be a total of 66 damage, actually. So it would be... Yeah, hopefully right. that scales a little bit we'll, better. We'll Scorching Ray. We'll Scorching Ray. I wasn't counting the, the fact that it would hit three times properly. So, uh, Kozlo will load a collection of little rockets into his cross stick. <laughs> the Costrosity! Yes. And chuck them one at each of the three targets. Oh god. Uh, so range spell attack for each ray. Um, I, I'm not sure if this form. I, I doubt this formula is automatically including my plus one from the Lacaz stick. Uh, it is not. So you can put that in the modifier section. Just uh, when you hit the attack button, a situational yeah. bonus. You can just add like one. Or roll over the formula. I think is one d twenty plus uh, like plus one. You just add like a plus one. Yeah. Oh god. Okay, well. Well that one 
miss that you know, the, you know the, it's the test shot the first shot in the new yeah. gun always goes awry i'm just going left to right so i should have said <laughs> i should have said that was against this guy first uh second one will be against this guy all right the large bit of plant matter a uh, little bit easier to hit you hit um and i need to add my 1d8 from casting the uh using the arcane firearm to that oh, yes so that's a total of nine damage all right the plant matter goes up in flames very easily uh, and Grabella next to you uh, since you're next to the corpse flower you hear the corpses inside the bulb that it's feeding on shrieking and the final rocket goes over the, at the guy at the right for a 15 oh my oh my god uh 15 hit and that is 10 damage All right zombie on a stick is also lit up by the firebolt as the first one goes a little bit awry the second and third uh, very squarely hitting their marks. Uh, the corpse flower, now extremely agitated and on fire, uh, is waving their zombies around frantically, trying to put them out. I will attempt to insight check a health bar off of the big corpse flower. Sorry, Kozlo. Nope, I'm still dumb. <laughs> Does that end your round? Yes. Very good. Get 10 temp HP. Next up, the corpse flower. Uh, checks all poison targets. Grabella, you have, uh, thorns in you? Yes. I'm alive, so. Uh, are you it's immune 12? to poison or just resistant to poison? Um, I'm the same as Azriel, so I reborn. Let's see. Um. It's resistance to poison damage. Okay, so it'd be half damage. Let me just scroll up. So the corpse flower. You have advantage on, on saving turns against disease and being poisoned. You have resistance to poison damage. Okay, so it'd be half. Okay, so the 16, so Grabella, uh, make me a constitution saving. Your DC is 14. Uh, since advantage, advantage, you have Bear's Endurance, thanks to Tugum. Okay. All right, you succeed. Uh, let me double check. I think it is a save or suck. Let me just double check. Uh, it is, so you do not take any poison damage, Grabella. Uh, however, the corpse flower, now slightly on fire, uh, emanates its stench of death, which you are also, conveniently, you don't breathe. And even though it smells terrible, you will not retch and heave because of its smell. Instead, it will continue hammering at you with its thorny tentacles. Does a 12 hit? No. It tries again. Missing no. terrible. And it begins to shuffle out just a little bit further in search for new prey. Uh, Tugum, did you also get hit by the corpse flower? It looks like. Did you pull the thorns out? I think I got hit by the corpse flower. I got hit by the zombie, I think. But let me double check. Yeah, it was the zombie. Oh, it was the zombie. Okay, you're good. Tugum, you're up. Alrighty. Since I see where I messed up last time. Since Rabella has already used the thing, I can move away. Oops, sorry. Because I can't see anything. Yeah. Sorry, are you having trouble seeing the board? Is everything gray, or...? No, like, I have, like, these columns of black. Oh, yeah, because there's walls there. Yeah, hmm. so, like, I couldn't, I couldn't see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I couldn't see, like, when I was here... I don't... I only see, like, the bottom of the corpse file, like, these, like, right here. Yeah, because there's like, a right wall. Here. Yeah, there's a wall yeah. in front of you. Yeah, so I couldn't see. <laughs> So, I'm going to move here. 
And then what I wanted to do, what I thought I could do, but I was reading my stuff wrong here. So I'm going to cast... Can I see Grabella from here? It looks like I can. I uh, you cannot. Cannot see her. Okay. Well, then we're going to give... That's a bonus action already. I'm going to uh, insight check this zombie first. Then. What would you like to know? It's HP. Very good. I will show you the hit points. There you go. Alrighty. Um, I'm going to cast uh, Dissonant Whispers at it. Alright, target must make a wisdom saving throw. Plus two. It's a very uh, wise plant. Uh, it, succeeds, it is very old. It succeeds <laughs> by one, Tugum. Plant has seen some shit, okay? I, I, evidently. You still do the damage, though. You still do some damage. So it doesn't have to move away, but it still does. Half as much damage, so four psychic damage. Actually, it still does full damage, I think. It says, uh, on a fa- oh, no, sorry, that was on a failed save. That's yeah. not the one, that, that's <laughs> not the psychic one, it was full damage, my bad. So, however, you whisper to this corpse flower, and it has seen true horror. It does not All seem right. to be swayed. For a bonus action, I'm going to cast on Azrael Bardic Inspiration, which is what I want to do the first time I was so confused. Very good. Uh, Azrael, I will give you Bardic Inspiration. There we go. And then, uh, and then if a creature has Bardic Inspiration die from you and casts a spell that restores hit points or deals damage, the creature can roll that dice and choose a target affected by the spell. Add the number rolled as a bonus to the hit points or gain of the damage dealt. And then the Bardic Inspiration die is then lost. So if you want to use it to do more damage, you can't. Oh shit, okay. As, as opposed to just adding it to your roll. So like, if, if the roll hits, you don't want to use it. But if it misses and you want to hit, you can use it, but you don't get to do the extra damage. Is that like your special Bard College thing? That's pretty dope. Yeah. That's cool. Nice. That's pretty sick. And I'm gonna end my turn there. Alright, very good. Uh, next up, the zombie tentacle. It's going to squeeze through here and slap down on Tuga. Missing completely. Bard college, bitch. Uh, it <laughs> curls up slightly and attempts to slap you one more time. Does a 14 hit your armor class, Tugum? By one, it does, yeah. Oh, hey, this one. Ignore the poison damage is going to hit you for five bludgeoning damage. How come it gets to attack twice? This is the it gets two attacks. You said five, right? Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, get... yeah, just five. Sorry. Look, I was at... Ah, fucking up. <laughs> two gum. I was at 33, and then I took what is happening. You gotta do the minus in front of it. Yeah, you gotta put the minus in front of it. You can't just set the. Oh, hit my points. number lock was off. That's why. You can do it, I believe. All right, I think that's right now. You had thirty-three, not twenty-three. You healed yourself twenty-three. It says thirty-three on my thing. Oh, uh, you have a lot fewer hit points now than you did. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hold on. I want to just go back to thirty-three. What's happening? Okay, Tugum. Right now you have thirty-nine hit points plus uh, ten temporary hit points. Okay. So what do you? So, what? Are, what should your hit points be at? I should be at. Uh, it was I was at 33 with the 10 temporary. So I should show what five temporary. Is that how it works? So yeah, so it takes five temporary HP away. Okay. But if you do the minus five, it should take away from your temp first for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all you need to do is right click on your token, and then you just hit minus five, and then you hit enter. That's it. There we go. I didn't have number lock on, and that's why it messed it up. So good. All right, Azrael, you're up. Oh, so uh, Azrael is going to, as they're standing there in the midst of their twilight, uh, this kind of dark, inky smoke starts flowing out of the bottom of their armor, kind of forming like 
these trailing tendrils of smoke as Azrael lifts into the air uh, using steps of the night. And they go up 30 feet. What? What? We can fly now, boys. (laughs) Azrael's flying. Who allowed this? Oh, shit. Who did allow this? I didn't even realize this was an ability. This is a dumb ability. That's really fucking cool. Um... That was our bonus action. Gonna do an insight check on the corpse flower. Yeah, sure. I mean, you've got a bird's eye view. Yeah. Uh, what, what would you like to know? Does it have any vulnerabilities? Uh, let's see. Uh, it does not. You can ask something else. Uh, does that have any resistances? Uh, it has two immunities. What would you like to know? Uh, I'll take an immunity. All right. Uh, it is immune to being blinded. Okay, that makes sense if it's blind sense. Okay. We are going to cast Moonbeam. Uh, we're going to cast it right here next to Tugum. All right. Suddenly, a silvery beam of light descends from the clouds, centered just on that corpse flower and the zombie uh, totem, and is engulfed in the flames of moonlight. Uh, oh god, constitution saving blow, uh, uh wow. succeeds. Okay. Uh, half as much on a successful save. Does it hit them both? Uh, it does. Okay, so it's ten radiant. Right, so half of that would be five to both. As you engulf the moon, or excuse me, the corpse flower in a beam of moonlight. Uh, and that is the end of Azrael's turn. Okay, temp HP doesn't change. That's uh, it. Grabella, make me a very quick perception check. Ooh, uh, you know, that's better than I expected, to be honest. <laughs> All right. You are um, just momentarily, uh, you, you squint as the moonlight descends from the skies, parting the clouds uh, in its haste. The zombie behind Azrael again burrows through the dirt, popping back up right behind them. Can I get all the way up here? Hmm? Oh, right, you're 30 feet up. Uh, mm-hmm. How long can this long boy be? Hold on. You know what? I'll say no. Uh, we'll go this way instead. Sorry, Tugum. Betrayal. <laughs> the betrayal. The betrayal. The uh, betrayal. Does a 10 hit your armor class? Nope. What about a 23? Uh, ignore the poison. That's everybody. Uh, Tugum, you take nine poison damage from the thorn whip. Thorns embed themselves into your flesh, Tugum. Oh, wait, no, that's a zombie arm. Sorry, forget that. Garbella, you're up. Only the corpse flower itself does the poison. I am going to grapple, or attempt to grapple, this uh, plant so it can't move any further. Uh, Oh, God, who's spikier? The thorny corpse flower or Garbella? Right? (laughs) Probably the flower. (laughs) Ooh, with a nine, probably. Do not hug the corpse flower. Yep. Uh, then that is a cuddle puddle nobody wants to be Seeing that that is not very successful, she is going to sword burst it. Trying to cut the bee shop. Oh god. Deck saving fails. By one. She attempts to grab it, she fails. In her anger. Uh, I think that's... Is that still plus two for rage? I lost my pop out. Uh, no, because it's not a melee attack. So yes, that is that. Is that. All right, it takes the 10 force damage, uh, leaves and a few uh, pods and seeds falling to the ground. You can see she's trying to wrestle with it, but is not having much success. (coughs) 
Well, you get another seven temp HP if it's higher than what you got. Uh, I think the temp HP you gave me last time was higher. Oh, did it not? Did none of it go away? Uh, I don't know. Fair enough. Uh, Grabella, it looks like you have... Uh, here, let me show it on your token here real quick. Uh, everybody... It was 12. So it looks like you have uh, 12 temp and 54 current. So I leave it as is, correct? Yeah. Okay. All right, Grabella, uh, with the attempt at the grapple and your sword burst, does that end your round? I believe so. All right. Top of the round, round three. Kozlo, you're up. Uh, the zombie tentacle totems seem to me now descending on Tugum as Azrael has ascended to the sky. We will burninate again. Oh god, the cone! Deck saving throw. Oof, rolls a one. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay, all right. Does Show me the, the damage. Thing, like, slips, the slips and becomes vulnerable and takes extra damage. It's just delightfully crispy. As Kozlo gets a very good cone. Hitting both Eat. of them simultaneously. The flames intensify. Uh, before I take my next turn, or before I take the rest of my turn, can I insight check the uh, big plant again? Yeah, absolutely. Motherfucker. <laughs> nice plant. It's shiny. <laughs> it's on fire. It's very leafy. Oops, sorry. You don't want to go there, Tugum. Yeah, don't go in yeah. the corpse flower. <laughs> There's still moonlight there. I know it looks pretty. Um, then I will check a firebolt grenade out of my lacrosse, lacrosse stick. <laughs> okay. And, uh, at the zombie, the low health zombie. It's like almost a palindrome of your name, lacrosse stick. Lacrosse stick? <laughs> it's very close, yeah. I have to try and climb up them to reach you. After I gave you inspiration, you just 13. ran away from me. A 13 misses. Uh, Kozlo will take another step over here and that will end my turn. Alright, very good. The corpse flower. <clears throat> temp HP if it's higher than what you got. Is not. Oh, I can't wait for my turn because I'm out of temp HP. Uh, corpse flower starts by making a con saving throw because it's in the moonbeam. Corpse flower makes a con saving throw. Oh, Succeeds. Alright, hang on. This is like the one thing I don't love about the tool belt is like I can't actually find like reference stuff quickly. Okay. Great for everything else though. Uh, so it takes seven radiant damage. Ooh, okay. Alright, very good. As more pods and leaves begin to fall off of the corpse flower, uh, it begins to make a desperate attempt to bring its own zombie into its mouth. One moment, please. When he's encountered, he contains the corpses of 1d6 plus 3 humanoids. It seems this corpse flower has two readily available. He takes the one zombie here on the left, stuffing it into his own gullet. There is a terrible crunching sound as the zombie is engulfed and the corpse flower regenerates hit points. Oof. Oof. A terrible low roll. Honestly, kind of deserves that, going after the poor little almost dead zombie <laughs> manners. Tugum, with its own tentacles, it begins to attack you. These ones tipped with dangerous thorns. Ooh. An eight misses, slamming the ground in front of you. Is a 13 hit? 13 hits exactly. That's what I have is 13. I don't know if that counts as a hit or whatever. 
Fugum, you immediately take six bludgeoning damage. At the start of the corpse flower's next turn, you will take 15 additional damage if you do not remove the thorns. Jeez. Uh, the corpse flower will take a step back as everything is terrible in that moonlight. It begins to pull back in on itself, trying to suck in under the mausoleum. Uh, Tugum, you're up. Alrighty, I'm going to try and attempt to remove the thorns, because that's what I need to do before I just get murked. Alright, you can take a bonus action to remove the thorns. Oh, it's a bonus action? Okay. It is a bonus. Right. So then, see. You, uh, pull them out of your flesh. They take enough blood with them. I ain't got time to bleed. Makes him bleed his own blood. Okay, can I? So this corpse is dead, correct? Oh, he is not existing anymore. The corpse flower ate him and regained three hit points. Alrighty. Zombie Bob. Can I insight check this one? Yeah. That zombie is on a totem of thorns. Oh my god. What would you like to know? Um. Can <laughs> it be charmed? Huh? It's not immune to charm. So yeah. Alrighty, we're going suggestion. Oh boy. Uh, I'm looking at the condition immunities. Uh, charm is not one of them. But it's still attached to the thing's tendril, right? It's its tentacle, yeah. I mean, you can talk to the hand. That's fine. <laughs> talk to the hand because the face is so could You could try it. You can try anything. The corpse follower is not immune to charm. Okay, so I cast suggestion on that one to, uh, to attack the main corpse flower up here. Quit hitting yourself. Quit hitting yourself. Quit hitting yourself. Hey, it makes a wisdom saving throw. It fails. Uh, what is the suggested course of action, Tugum? Uh, the corpse flower ceases gyrating for a moment and goes still, focusing on the bard. I don't know what it can do. So, uh, can I get, can I get, can see if it'll cast something at itself, or can I just tell it to attack itself? If you ask it to attack itself, it will uh, cancel the spell. Oh, because it's itself, right? Okay, so then... This is some real existential shit going on right now. Right? Uh, I suggest that it no longer harm any of us, specifically. Uh, the plant begins to rustle slightly as it settles down. And then for my bonus action, I'm ripping thorns out. Uh, the zombies start slowly descending back towards the ground. As you rip the thorns from your flesh. One moment. Ow, piece of candy. Music goes. That's some very different music. <laughs> the plant seems to now sway slightly under Tugum's influence. What? Get 11 temp HP though, Tugum. Hell yeah. We'll keep you up one way or the other. All right. Uh, almost like slowly and dejectedly, the zombie tentacle attached to the corpse flower slowly returns to its rightful place on the ground and pulls away. The plant almost seems mildly apologetic. As your suggestion holds. Now, Tugum, if uh, someone damages this, they will break the spell. If you damage it or if you uh, force it to hurt itself, it will also break the spell. Uh, however, your suggestion to just ignore your, you and your friends seems to be something it's heeding. I immediately turn back and look at Kozlo. Don't mess this up for me. Grabella... Let's go. I'm attempting to hug it. <laughs> uh, you, you let go of the plant and all that's left in your hands is like crumpled up pieces of leaf. Tugum, you made a friend. Is this your first friend, Tugum? Of course my first friend would be a zombie plant, but you know what? Gotta You gotta start somewhere, right? It is kind of on brand. Yes, you feel like we should set this thing to flame? 
feel like we should get to a safe spot before we do that. Like beneath the sarcophagus? Yes. Can you ask it to open it? I mean, I don't mind doing it, but... Right, I think I think we have Grabella open it now, right? What's in there? The corpse fire begins to slowly retreat back out of the sarcophagus area. Uh, and it takes its zombie with it. Uh, it. It being wounded, you can hear it stuff the zombie into its body. And there is a very contented, almost popcorn-like crunching sound that is happening now behind this uh, dilapidated uh, mausoleum. Crunch, 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 crunch. The corpse flower is, well, ignoring you, as suggested. Sad Sad corpse flower noises. (laughs) Chukum is just staring off like, can't believe that actually worked. Uh, The thorns are still wrapped around the sarcophagus, but with some gentle uh, movements, you could most certainly move them aside. It will take uh, either an athletics or acrobatics check. And a couple of critical successes. Who wants to give it a go? Uh, is this the, the moving of the thing? Mm-hmm. Yes. What am I rolling against? Sorry. Uh, athletics get... or acrobatics? I'll give you guidance. Old ghost boy comes up and holds your hand. Like, rolls up his sleeves. Like, he's ready to help you open the coffin. Even though he's, like, knee high. So roll with advantage, yes. Uh, no, you just get an extra d4. Oh, okay. Oh, very good. Grabella, you managed to uh, push aside some of the more alive ones uh, very carefully. And the dead roots, uh, you unfortunately do have to break to set aside, but they're long, long dead. And now the sarcophagus lies in front of you, a uh, vaguely winged figure emblazoned on it. You can push the heavy stone lid aside with another athletics check if you like. Once again, didn't even need it. Dang. Dang! Erp. With a very oh, uh. heavy stone sound, you push the sarcophagus lid in, uh, aside. No big deal. <laughs> she just pushes it off and like, dusts off her hands. As promised, there is a, a stone stairwell. That leads down into darkness. Uh, and who's yeah, going? After, after you, my lady. <laughs> Will I be able to? Do I still have, have that? Okay. You have eyes of the night, and also Azriel's glowing for a little bit longer. Okay. Uh, real mm-hmm. quick, does anybody have? Does anybody have low temp HP? I'll make a couple rolls for you while we're doing this. High temp HP. My max is twelve. So if you're like, I would say like at a ten or a higher, I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah, I'm eleven or twelve, I think. Okay. No, we're good. It's very good. And as you peer down into the dark corridor, the stairs plummet down into the darkness, and then they turn around the corner. It seems like you'll have a bit of a descent ahead of you as you descend into this lich's catacomb, which we will definitely check out next week as you <clears throat> finally battle and kill Duke Talus. Maybe. Hopefully. All right, very good. You guys got some potions. You guys uh, got suited up. There was a corpse flower. Uh, slightly of a, a different flavor than a corpse flower that Drew has encountered before. See what happens when you don't try to intimidate everybody? You make friends. 
The Duke masks it nicely, but firmly to leave. We asked him calmly, but firmly to leave. <laughs> We're done. Thanks. Uh, but the corpse flowers seemed perfectly fine uh, with doing that. Uh, as you guys are more of a, a battle than it was willing to take. So uh, I'll see you guys next week for uh, your descent into the Lich's Catacomb. Two things. Yeah. If this was like an actual episode, I clearly, as we descend, get ready to descend the staircase, you know, like Michael Jackson in Thriller, where he's with his girlfriend, he starts to turn, he like looks like back behind him. <laughs> yeah. That's me with my bagpipes. Okay. Okay. And second, I have a question about something I found while going through my player handbook thing that I don't understand. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, hold on. I gotta find. Oh, now, now I don't know where it is after I find. Okay. <laughs> so I have this thing called additional bard spells. Uh -huh. It says your bard has additional spells available to them as designate, designated in Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Yeah. And it has all these additional spells. Yeah. I don't know where to find those. Oh. You have, there are additional spells that you have to select when you level up. Uh, yeah, it's you like have I, access to them. Yeah, you have access to them. There's oh, just okay. more available for you. Okay. I was like, I couldn't find them. And I'm like, am I, if I had these the whole time, I don't even know. No, they'll <laughs> just, yeah, they'll just show up like on the spells that you can potentially learn. Um, as long as you have that checked. Gotcha. Okay, that's what I was because I saw it last week. I was like, have I had like these spells that I can't find this whole time? No, that's a that's a good question. All right. Well, with that, uh, we will uh, get ready for some vampire showdown next week, and hopefully not have a uh, an Asriel half off session like we did previously. Jokes. <laughs> yeah, the jokes. I have oh. an ability I have not cast this entire session that I've been like waiting for to use because i only get it once on a long rest i am and the uh, last couple of rounds i haven't had to use it because we intimidated all the kobolds to just do work for us <laughs> what i can't wait to hit Coslo with like one spell and his arcane firearm of retributive justice hits me back in the face and i'm gonna be like <laughs> why did i let you do this <laughs> even when it, even when you blow what happens if Kozlo accidentally blows himself up though does he then set off a chain reaction of explosions uh, yeah, we'll go I have with, to choose to use it we'll go with FF6 uh, rules that like you know if you cast magic on something with shell it gets reflected back to you uh, what about what if Kozlo's about to die uh, can Grabella like chuck him and then, like, throw something at him, so then all the grenades in Coslo then explode. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I am, I am waiting to get to yeet Greenfinger. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to lie. That's that's like, a moment I'm waiting die, for. If, if Coslo reflects something and he's, like, about to blow up, can we just yeet him at the guy so he creates a giant, like... He doesn't even want... need to be blowing up. Grabella at any time could kneel down, pick up Coslo, dragon breath him, and then throw him 30 yards. Like, it's true. There's, there's <laughs> no like but I'm, nothing I'm holding you back from this. You're just green like, finger to turn dramatically toss. and go. Help. You're gonna have to toss me. It will be know? like ten d. <laughs> it'll be like ten d ten damage, but Kozlo will die. But it'll be great. He also wow. doesn't like it's artificer magic, so he doesn't actually have bombs on him constantly. He reaches wow. into his bag and like the the perp the the magic happens as he's pulling the just random parts out of the I bag. think that sounds like you're scared of getting yeeted and blown up. <laughs> oh, no. I'm oh, he will totally do it. <laughs> cool with getting blown up. I specifically have a spell. Uh, it, uh, what was it called again? Thunderwave, which has to be centered from me and hits everything in that radius. Oh, yeah. Oh, which yeah. I'm pretty sure includes myself. <laughs>
that it is, doesn't, but I think it's great that Kozla would. Yes. It's it's basically his like suicide bomber jacket. Oh, <laughs> runs into a group of things it. and sets it off. I'll thunderwave, I'll fucking do it. Voltorb use self-destruct. <laughs> <It's> super effective. <laughs> I've cast it once, and it was when Kozlo was affected by the rage thing from the. That's right. The yeah, gems. I do remember that. Oh yeah. yeah, nice. Guys, I think we got this. We're totally fine. <laughs> yeah, you're walking in there with like 15 temp HP. I mean, Tugum's fine. I only ranged once. Yeah, yeah. I have a bunch of potions, and I can turn into a gas. Pretty sure you can't hit a gas in the face. Uh, uh yep, nope. Gas doesn't have a face. That is true. And uh, let me know about the fire breath problem we're having. No oh rush. yeah, I will. Uh, I'll take a look at your character settings. I'll get that fixed. Heck yeah! All so, right, I'm gonna dip. All right, I'll see you guys uh, next Monday. See ya. Thanks.